welcome to The Math of You, a podcast about formative media from when we were young. I'm Lucas Brown. It's another bonus episode week, so please enjoy this extra bit from my conversation with Atomic Elbow writer Michael Francis. Along the way, we discuss conmarrying before conmarrying was cool, the unpaid emotional labor of yard sales, and how we both absolutely suck at haggling. We join this conversation already in progress. Yeah, I'm very happy that at the moment Hero doesn't have very many big toys. There's like a little standing car thing that he's meant to ride on when he's bigger, but now he's just kind of using it as a brace. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. And his grandmother keeps trying to buy him like these big toys. And I'm like, Faye, he's turning one. He's yeah. He's not that into it. Like he likes there's a little book that makes noise. He likes fluffy toys. Yep. And, like, a 50-pack of those little plastic balls from a ball pit. That's yes. all he needs, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you've got to be so... Like, especially when you're... I don't know if you're going to be planning on... Well, you're probably not planning on moving, but it's that endless wave of, of this stuff, especially uh, as, you know, the interests change and the, the way they interact with the world changes. Like, we thought we did an okay job when we moved from Adelaide to Canberra of, of culling stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's just... Moving boxes full of stuffed toys and just, <laughs> uh, yeah. In the recent move, I had to massively downsize a couple of things. Biggest, because thing is, before Hero was born, I went through and I did a massive downsize because I was like, okay, well, this room is kind of our office, yeah. which has all of our bookshelves and stuff in it, is going to be the baby's room. Yep. And so we need to make room for a cot, we need to make room for, you know, a mat and stuff, and really just kind of go through and get rid of stuff we don't need and so mm. i did maybe a 20 percent call on like my comic books and stuff yeah. and actually more than that a bit more and then shortly before we moved into this place i had to go and maybe cut another like 40 percent of what was left over yeah yeah i did a big call of 95 percent of my collection i would say but before this wow. move i went from i got it from about 30 short boxes down to about maybe 15 uh, and then I oh you're it, talking floppies oh yeah. wow and, and, yeah. and then i got it down to two Luckily, I've never gotten into the habit of collecting floppies. Mine were all trades. Yeah. So I could just, you know, put a post on Facebook and just be like, all right, friends, you know, pay what you want. Here's what I'm here's what I'm selling. Anything that doesn't either goes to Vinny's or to Elizabeth's bookshop. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped buying floppies about maybe 18 months ago, I would say, in, end of 2016. I just decided mm-hmm. that, you know, that wasn't how I was going to consume that media anymore. And uh, I still had nearly 30 years of, of, uh, of collecting you know prior to that that I needed wow. to uh, just, just just get rid of that ballast so did you end up selling it on Gumtree or something or I sort of went through and I picked out the I guess you know the, the runs and I sold mm. that through varying Facebook buy sell swap groups and then I got it down to I think seven or eight boxes and I just sold it in bulk to a couple of the local guys I said you know just give me 50 cents an issue Nice. And, and they're yours. And, you know, he came around with his tradie van. I think he was a, a Sparky or a painter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Came out with his uh, with his tradie van one evening and picked him up and uh, 
that was the end of that. That was, uh, you know, 30 years of going to the comic shop every Thursday afternoon just uh, vanished in a puff of smoke. Wow. I both love and hate those buy, sell, swap groups because we used them before we, we moved and got rid of a whole bunch of shelves and like an old chest of drawers and yeah. a few things like that. And my favorite thing was this, this little woman came around. Uh, and I, you know, say little woman, she was only about, you know, four foot 11, five yep. foot, like yeah. quite short. And she was there and uh, there was another woman with her and she was kind of perusing and looking at the shelves. Like, cause we had about eight different kinds of shelves and most of them were those like, skinny kind of office works, Ikea ones where mm -hmm. you put CDs on mm -hmm. and a couple of decent sized bookshelves. And one of the bookshelves had already gone. And so there's only one left. And she looked at it and she's like, I like this one. I'm like, okay, well, that was the one you were coming for. So that's fine. And then she goes but I need two of them. <laughs> and I went, y yeah, but there's one of them. Yes. And she kind of looked annoyed for a second. She went, but I want two of them. But I want two. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I hate to break it to you, lady. It's yeah. not like I got a back room or yeah. anything. Yeah. Oh, I'll, ch I'll check with the boys in the warehouse, shall I, <laughs> in this empty house. Where yes. <laughs> you can see the cats are in cages over there. Yeah. We're holding the baby so he doesn't scramble around. Yeah. The last house we had in Adelaide, we, we built, and so we decided we were going to... Oh, wow, that's huge. ...invest in some new stuff, and chief amongst that was a, a new fridge, a new lounge, and a dining room setting. So my, my wife and I, Leanne, had had the things we'd bought when we were, you know, a relatively young, kid-free couple. Some of it was already, you know, second-hand at that point, and it was either just too small or too old, or we just wanted to... We wanted a do-over, you know. We'd spent big money on this new house, so... One of the things we got rid of was a small, like a 150 liter fridge. Put it up on Gumtree for, you know, peanuts. This guy rocked up to the house we were living in while we were building. And I'm like, okay, well, there you go, Alvin. You know, there's the fridge. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to put it in this furnished apartment that I have. He must have been leasing that to students or whatever. It's like, but, but I want to know if it, if it runs. And I'm like, mate, it's a hundred bucks. Like. You don't need you don't you don't need to know he's like and he's really just you know kicking tires and trying to trying to work me and it's like okay fine so the house was already vacant by that point and the fridge was out on the back step so i had to move the fridge from the step back into the kitchen find an extension cord and plug it in and you know <laughs> the, the, the motor starts humming and you know it's working so i, I gave him the you know well what about now dickhead <laughs> he's like oh and he, he like opens the door and he closes the door and he opens the door and he closes it and goes yeah it's just not really very cold is it i'm just oh the, the rage was boiling inside it's like this thing has been on for not two minutes and you've opened the door to the fridge and the freezer half a dozen times in that two minutes no it's not minus four fucking degrees in there already <laughs> You tire kicking son of a bitch. The things, the things you do, just to, you know, cause you don't want to put stuff in landfill. You don't want to have to organize a, you know, a skip from the council or whatever, mm. or, you know, pay to haul crap to a place where you've got no space to put it. And it was probably, I don't know, like, by the time between that and he agreed to buy it, then he came back the next day, so I had to be at the empty house again the next day to meet him so he could pick it up. I'd say mm. I'd sunk an hour and a half and two hours into that guy just to get a hundred bucks and get rid of my bachelor pads. <laughs> yeah, and my friend Adrian was selling off an old Super Nintendo and had a guy, not from like Gumtree or anything like that, from eBay. So single purchase, agreed price. Yep. Turn up and A, try to haggle and B, start looking around his house going, so <laughs> what else you got? He's like, hey, guy, 
I would like my money and I would like you to leave. Yeah, GTF, thank you very much. Yeah. I got a big handful of get the fuck out of my house. Yep, definitely. It's, and that's why I will never have a garage sale ever again because yep. th that's what you get. You get people that are like, well, you know, all I've got is $20. Like, will you take that for this, you know, $100 desk or whatever? Or the people who just start, you know, they're losing around your backyard. Like, oh, have you got... Have you got anything else inside? It's like, nah, dickhead. What's here is here. That's why it's here. That's exactly. why we have it. That's exactly. why it's a yard sale. We are having it in the yard. Yeah. Someone said that to me before we moved. It's like, we'll just have a garage sale. It's like, the last garage sale I had, it cost me more money in the day I took off work to get ready for it in lost time mm -hmm. and wages. That cost me, I don't know, $300 compared to the $120 I took over the counter at the garage sale. So I said, no, and these several thousand dollars were the grief they gave you. Exactly. I am not having another garage sale. We just get rid of what we get rid of. We will donate it to, you know, refugee families or new arrivals or new Australians or whatever. But I'm not taking a day off work to lug a whole bunch of shit from the shed out into the driveway to stand there in the weather and then deal with that kind of time-wasting nonsense. Yeah. By the end of it, I think we ended up taking more than 20 green bags full of, like, books and clothes and shoes and stuff up to the Leichhardt Minis. Because Kimiko was, I'm trying to think what it was before the move, like she, either she was like taking the baby up to her parents or she was working or something and I was taking a day off and I, and I don't drive and she had the car. So what I ended up doing was I took Hero's pram using the uh, the old bassinet that he doesn't he's too big for now <laughs> and i loaded it up with like eight green bags like under and over and pu pushed that thing the maybe 20 minutes walk up the footpath to get to the vinnies <laughs> and looked like a crazy person because like my hair wasn't fixed i was wearing old clothes because i was digging around in a dusty house mm -hmm. right and so i was just like like shoving this and i was like got into the vinnies pushed it to the back started unloading it and left and i realized no one had spoken to me in that time <laughs> no one was like oh hey you know you can bring the donations over there or anything everyone was giving me my distance and i, I appreciate that yeah yeah that's uh no, we didn't quite go that but there was definitely uh there was a rspca off shop around the corner from my old house and i just kept bringing mm. stuff and stuff and stuff i think i did like a, a super i think i did like three carloads where it was just me and there was no other free space in the car that wasn't junk <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, on Black Books, where Bernard's like, I'm going to Oxfam, and he's wearing, like, 17 coats at the same time and four hats. Because you're speaking to the same people, and, you, yeah, you dig it a bit like, are you done yet? Like, <laughs> like hi, Michael, you're back. Exactly. Like, yes, I am. Exactly. Yep, I swear this is the last car load, I swear. Speaking of yard sales, are you a haggler? Are you any good at it? I try to... No, I'll say no. no Would that make too much detail? No, not really. <laughs> I'm one of those people where it's like... I didn't realize until I had been going to, because my dad used to love driving around on Saturdays and like looking for the yard sales and stuff mm. and being like, oh, we'll stop in and have a go. I didn't realize that you didn't just pay what was on the sticker until I'd been going to then so many like garage sales and stuff that I now felt like I'd been doing so many wrong and so I had lost the ability to haggle. <laughs> and even then, like I'll look at it and I'll go, that seems a fair price for that thing or I'll just buy it. Or I'll look and I'll go, that's too expensive. Yeah. I'd, I like The idea of walking up to someone and saying, no, I don't think what you've, uh, you're asking for is right. I'm going to like give you a comically low ball mm. value for that thing, and then we'll fight over it. Because the minute they go, no, I don't think I'm going to do that, I'll go, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'll go with whatever you want. Yeah, I think I think maybe when like I, I bought my house, bought my first house, you know, like the things are where you know that there is some, uh, some flex to it, yeah, in, in the price, 
But if it's just, mm. especially, I think, you know, if you've worked in retail, if you've worked in customer service, you know they don't want to hear your shit. <laughs> I would just want to make, make as much money as I can, especially with the yard sale thing. Like, I, they don't want to be here. They don't want you there. So they don't want mm. your lip. <laughs> yeah, I, when, I, when I used to work in uh, Borders, and people would come in and like look at something and be like, that's really expensive. Is that the best price you can do me? And I'm like, this isn't a JB Hi-Fi guy. <laughs> this isn't a stereo shop. Yep. This is a bookstore that also sells CDs and DVDs. Mm. I have zero haggling ability. Although the one time recently I did haggle was that, because I know JB price match. And so I was kind of humming and hawing over these like noise-canceling headphones, these like, very nice Sony ones, because my old ones were slowly dying. And I'm like, I'm gonna like, I'm spending, you know, three hours on the train every day to Parramatta. I want a pair of noise canceling headphones, because I'd been to the airport on the way before we went off to a, wed- a friend's wedding, and you know those kiosks they have by the duty free where it's a really good time to to try and sell the noise canceling headphones because you're in this crazy busy like droning airport. Yes, my son is a sucker for those. You put on the headphones like. Whoop. And there's nothing. You're like, oh, these are the best headphones ever. And initially, there was like, I was, I was looking, and there's, there was a pair that was like 500, and there was a pair that was about 400. And I did a couple of the checks of and reviews and stuff, and they were like, yeah, the $400 pair is pretty much the same. The $500 one has some bells and whistles you probably don't care about. It's like the flagship one, but it's the same tech. It's the same thing. They're actually a little bit lighter. The noise canceling is a little better. And so I went, okay, I'll look around. And I saw I saw them at JB and they were like four hundred and I'm like, I've got a couple of vouchers you know that'll bring the price down and then out of nowhere I spot that Harvey Norman is doing them for three twenty and four hundred as opposed to four hundred and five hundred I'm like oh that's good and I walked into to JB and I'm thinking okay I've got the Harvey Norman page on my phone I'm gonna say do you price match I'm gonna show the lady the thing it's not technically haggling it's price matching it's okay yeah and I would prefer not to give Jerry Harvey any of my money <laughs> fickle. And so I walk in and I'm standing around and it was one of those moments where there was nobody around and like my nerve is like bleeding away because I'm like, there's no, there's no people in there. There's no like staff in this section. I don't want to drag somebody over from computers or whatever. And so finally someone comes to help me and I'm like, hi, uh, I just wanted to get one of these out of the case. I'm going to buy this. Uh, oh, also do you price match? And I showed her the thing and she's like, oh, well, from, from whom? Like, oh, from Harvey Norman. And she goes, oh yeah, well, yeah, we, we price match with Harvey Norman. Let me see. What, what's Harvey doing today? And she looks and she's like, you know what's funny? As of like two days ago, these actually went on sale. We haven't updated the stickers yet. It's the <laughs> same price. <laughs> and I went, oh, so you, oh, yeah, that's fine. Great, great, great. And she goes, but you know what? You know what? You know what Harvey Norman won't do? And she looks and she goes, I'll tell you what, I'll do them for 275 and I'll throw in the three-year warranty, which is normally $45, but I'll make it so that it's exactly $1 less than the Harvey Norman price. They won't do that for you, will they? And I'm just like, Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. That's very nice of you, ma'am. Yep. Just just cut cut straight to step 10. It's like, yeah, we're done. We're done. Okay, good. Yeah. It's like, not only did you match the price, but you did me better, and then you did me a favor. Thank you. I will go with my very nice headphones now. (laughs) Well played. I like to think it was well played, but I'm going to tell her it was well played. (laughs) (laughs) 